Hello everyone! Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Ariel Ginsberg. Do you go by Pesh or Ginsberg? I go by Ginsberg. Pesh is like a nickname growing up. So um, when I a while ago I tried to start like a swimmer line when I was 23 years old. And um, so Pesh was my nickname and so that was the name of the line. And then when I ended up blogging, I already had the website. So it's Ariel Pesh is like my Instagram moniker, but um, my last name is Ginsburg. Okay, perfect. And actually, that's a perfect segue because could you just like introduce yourself a little bit and tell our listeners who you are a little bit, what you do, and just let them get to know you a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So my name is Ariel Ginsburg, and I am, I do, I wear a lot of hats. But I say for the most part, what I do is I do experiential events and influencer marketing. So um, in terms of the influencer side, I myself, I don't I don't really like to call myself that. But technically, I guess that's what I do with Instagram. Um, I'm an Instagram influencer. I, I had started out as a fashion blogger and kind of um, dropped out of that a little bit. But I still use Instagram for marketing purposes and working with different brands. And then for the events, I have um, an event production company called Pesh Productions. And what I do with that is I work with a bunch of different brands and I'll do branded events for them. So whether it's a launch event, whether they just want me to match them up with influencers, which, you know, I have a great network of the influencer scene around the country because I did it myself too. So they're, they're friends, almost like coworkers. And then I do, um, a couple times a year, I do a pop-up shop called Pesh Produce. And what that is, is it's a multi-brand pop-up shop. So I typically will work with hospitality companies, for example, um, South Beach Group during Art Basel or the W Hotel during Lollapalooza. And I'll take over a space in the hotel and then I fill it with brands from around the country. Um, so all things, all brands that are kind of similar type of clientele um, or that go with the theme. So if it's Lollapalooza, it's going to be more festival themed, things that people can wear to the music festival or Art Basel. But, you know, we have a lot more art and things like that there. That is so, honestly just listening to your to your list. I'm just thinking I thought I was busy and now I feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are definitely not lazy. The the amount of content that you guys are pushing out is incredible and it's done so well. I mean, it's also the more you get into this world, the more like random opportunities you have. So, for example, I have um, a jewelry collaboration also with my friend Joey, who's been making jewelry for about eight or nine years now. So we have a collection under her namesake. Um, and then I also have now been high. I do the bump events for Bumble in Chicago. And now I'm doing them for a company called of me, which is like a high end medical aesthetic studio. So it's it all kind of fits under the umbrella yeah, of yeah. what I do. And since our, since I'm still figuring it out and things are growing organically, that's why I do so many things. So you definitely should like I mean, you are very busy. Um, we just have different types of busy. Yeah, no, I know. But honestly, I from the first second I met you, I just like sort of fell in love with your charm because you have such a great energy and you come from a place of yes. And that's sort of something that Dina and I believe in so much. We want to just take every opportunity we can. And there's nothing as you know, as 
amazing of a privilege in life to actually be able to work and love what you're doing for work. I mean, even on your website, you have this great line. You say your life is your own and you should design it. And I believe that. And I believe like when you have these type of opportunities that can be, let's say, under your brand that do feel on brand and they have this wide umbrella, you should always come from that place of yes and take advantage of it. And I love that you literally have that as sort of the the moniker and the kind of mon maybe not moniker actually it's probably not the right word but definitely the theme your yeah. website so I quite like that I really I I mean you are definitely someone Dina and I truly admired not just what you've built but your energy and your attitude it's so sweet I adore both of you I think it's you know I, I say it's really important to become a yes person even if that's not what you're used to you just never know where things are going to lead you now Obviously, I also think that your intuition and your gut instinct is really important too. So if something comes up and you're approached with some sort of opportunity, if it's too good to be true, it typically is too good to be true. Um, or if you have some sort of feeling like there's a reason that you, or you can't even explain it, but you just don't trust somebody that's involved. I mean, in that case, absolutely say no. But for the most part, you just never know where one yes is going to take you. I agree. And I mean, one of the things that I really think I've seen change within my own life and from people that I've spoken to, which kind of brings you into a question for you, but is that um, I have seen that in my life when I have been more positive, more in my place of yes and less afraid to, obviously within reason and understanding if something yeah. feels, like you said, too good to be true. But when I've kind of taken sort of a jump and been like, this could work, this could be something great, it usually has led to this ripple effect of other opportunities. You started though at a very young age. You said 23 was when you did your first kind of I kind of on your own, or was that not even your first? No. It, okay. So my first like business endeavor that I ever had, and I'm not saying that it was successful at all, but um, senior year of high school, we had to do this thing that was called your senior project, right? So most people. Um, would like work for their parents so they didn't really have to do anything. My parents were not about that. I had to do something. So um, instead of working for somebody else, I, um, I it's very random, but I met this guy on the train coming back from, I don't know where I was coming back from, maybe like visiting my sister in New York or something. And he was like this really cute guy that went to Penn and he, he had this bit side hustle where he would paint sneakers. So he ended up being my like manager for my senior project and I didn't want to paint sneakers. I decided I was going to, it's when ballet flats were really in. So I went to like this dance store and I bought a ton of ballet slippers um, and I bought all these beads and paints and everything. And I started hand painting ballet slippers and selling them. So That's a great idea. It was really fun and I still have some of them somewhere, but um, it was really cool. I, I don't even know where they are. They're probably at my parents' house somewhere, but yeah, it was really fun. So, um, I always knew that I wanted to do my own thing only because, um, it's really hard for me to be, to put myself in one box and be assigned to one job. Absolutely. One of the, like, so I had had, before I moved stateside, a lot of jobs that were, um, either freelance or I worked for a stylist. So that umbrella had so many different, we did personal shopping, we worked with showrooms, we worked with designers. There was so much consultation involved that you got to do everything. And when I moved stateside and I took a corporate job, 
it was a shock to me. Your position is your position. You're not meant to even, they don't want you to creatively almost think outside the box. They want you to really stay to your position. And it felt like you were, I was in skin that wasn't mine. I don't know if you watched yeah. the place, but I felt like I had like demon skin and then I had the human skin on top. I was like, no, this is just not working. What did you ask if I watched? The Good Place? No, should I? Oh, yes, 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 I did. Yes. The best show, if you haven't watched it, my two favorite shows that are like from the new shows are definitely Shit's Creek and The Good Place. I love both of those. I love both of those. So you know The Good Place, all the demons, they're wearing human skin on top and they're always it's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how I always would tell Dean I feel in a corporate situation. Like, I'm like, my demon skin is itchy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. You know, I agree with you. And any, like, normal, I would never call them normal because I was never in a job that was, like, super normal, um, even right out of college. But um, what I did find, though, and, you know, this, I just took on a, a new role. It's a part-time role um, with this company of me that I was talking about. Um, and I kind of get to design it the way that I want to, which is awesome. But I do have to say that if you are not ready to go out on your own or um, I personally find that working for a company that's still in its, you know, startup phase, I would call it, um, and still very small, I think that's also a really awesome opportunity because you have a little bit more stability, um, but you still can wear multiple hats. And since since a company is constantly growing and so are the people, there's a little bit more wiggle room for personal growth as well as growth within the company. And I think that as long as you're, you know, in a place where there is growth within a company, I think that's something that can be awesome too. I agree. I, I 100% agree. I definitely think that when you worked in some, when you work in something that's very, very sort of corporate and rigid, your position will reflect that but when you're with a smaller company they might have different hats they don't even realize they need that they can ask you to put on which is great i not yeah. everyone i really see a lot with this covid that kind of the people who have something that they really want to pursue a lot of people are taking that sort of time where their life kind of is off the normal track to pursue that and i also have seen a lot of people who maybe didn't even realize that they were as happy as they were with their positions that allowed them to have a little more, I don't know if rigidity is the right word, but a little more kind of structure. Yeah. And there are people who like that. I don't think that everything is right for everyone. You know, I think you yeah. need a different type of people anyway. Absolutely. Some people thrive in that type of environment and they feel better because they have um, more like structure and they also um, kind of know their purpose a little bit more. Yeah. And I think for for me, especially, I've always liked social media, not just in the sense that I think everyone likes to be on social media in terms of, you know, like, follow, whatever. Maybe not everyone. My mom can't stand. She deletes apps on her phone. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, you know, if you are someone who is a fan of creativity, social media at this point allows for a lot of opportunity. I, I I would love to find out because you have been doing so much with so many platforms. I imagine you use social media quite a lot. Have you found that there is a platform you prefer? Or how do you use kind of social media in terms of your role? So I get really overwhelmed and I have so many Instagram accounts just for like the business and the pop-ups. And so, and I've been like really slacking on that. Um, I find that I go in phases with social media. Like I'll either like 
love using it or it starts giving me anxiety, but I really stick to Instagram the most because I'm more of a visual person. And like, I tried to get into the TikTok thing, but I'm not, I, I'm just shy being like alone on camera. Like I think if I were you and I had like a sister or somebody to do it with, I'd feel like a little bit less um, awkward, but I don't know. Like I also, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I tried to do one that I thought was so cool because I told you I have the jewelry collaboration and like I, we do, we make earring jackets and studs and chain hoops. So an earring jacket is basically like you take the stud and you put it through this like jump ring and so you can change the bottom of the earring. That's so cool. Yeah, so I made, I did this whole TikTok like in the beginning of quarantine and I thought it was so cool. And you and I had spoken about editing. I'm gonna have to ask you at another time about the editing process, but I did it basically where you could, where I showed all the earrings one by one and then when I would snap my fingers, they would crawl up my ear. And it was so, the formatting was so awful that like when I first posted it, it was sideways. And when I did it again, my head looked like a noodle. Like it was so long and skinny. So after that, I was like, I can't do this. I need to just stick to what I know. Well, um, I have to say, I don't think I'm the worst at TikTok, you know, and video production, but we are now working with this young girl who is like an expert in algorithms and social media and all these different things. And she's just also 20. So TikTok is like her thing. And she will show me something. And I was like, I really thought I was good at it. And then she'll be like, Oh, try this when I'm editing. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this is life changing. So I feel I really can impart a lot of knowledge to people. You have to do a whole segment teaching people, especially me. And I definitely think like things like, um, you know, with the IGTV that you do where you have your regular series and you're interviewing people and everything. I love those things, but I don't, I like, I'm newer to IGTV. I knew it existed, but I didn't even really watch it. Cause every time I felt like I was watching them, it was just people working out or like something yeah. like, uh, like uninteresting to me. And then I was talking to her about it and she was just saying like, no, you know, this year there's this IGTV and they do this weekly thing and this celebrity does this. And I felt like there was a whole world I had somehow missed. So I I definitely think Instagram is a very unique platform because it has so many mini platforms within it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's pretty cool how they're expanding, but then it just makes it difficult for people like us to have to keep up with everything. It is difficult, but I do like it. Like, Maybe I'm vain, but I like having like all these different ways to kind of play around with things. I'm like, oh, this video of me, this feature of me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I definitely understand that. The only thing I hate doing, which has been absolute torture for me, is we're on like to know it. You are as well, right? Yeah, I am. I just don't use it that often. But um, they recommend you do mirror selfies mirror selfies to me like crush my soul I hate like the photo of yourself in the mirror yeah I I know this sounds crazy because it doesn't bother me when someone else does it but to me I feel like it's such a narcissistic act like if I'm having a nice photo of of me taken by a professional who you know the whole acknowledgement that it's been also you know made to look my best and everything but to kind of stand in front of me or like hey everyone look how hot I look in this thing check me out it just has such a different level of narcissism to it that I don't like and I 
have talked to people who feel the exact opposite, like having a beautiful picture taken is more vain than like just being like, look at this cute thing. But for whatever reason, when I take a picture of myself on a mirror, I just feel like I'm coming across so like, look at me. And I'm like, I'm not going me. See, I I like the mirror selfie because I feel like it's easier to shoot. And I'm like, I get really awkward unless it's specific people in front of the camera. but you know what I noticed? You know how like, okay, you know how everybody has a mirror face? Like they might not, they might say, but you're like, you yeah, know, like you can't, sorry, people can't, they're gonna hear this. Yeah, but like kind your of lips different. are puckered and you would never pose like that normally. So like, I'll like be going out and I'll snap a few in the mirror and then I'll be like, I can't post any of these. Like, look at the face that I'm making. I don't, don't take, don't make that face if anybody else is taking my photo, but it's like, you're looking in the mirror and you cannot help it. No, it's so awkward. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I literally like, I always remember growing up and like making fun of my sister for her mirror face, you know, she's older than me and I would watch her do her makeup. But now I see and I'm like posing. I'm like, ugh, it's cringy on myself. The one thing I definitely do all the time um, is I, for whatever reason, like my left side of my face a lot better. And I don't even look in the mirror that much at my other side. So I will literally like notice after I get out when I see like a full picture that like even my makeup's kind of lopsided because I don't even look <laughs> myself on that side. <laughs> you really do have like a better side. Like I actually like the left side of my face better also, but I have two dimples and my right dimple is so much bigger than my left one. So I always wish that I liked my right side better, but I just don't. Well, both your sides are very cute. Thank you. Uh, but I, I really do. I feel like when I am on my left side, my nose looks harsher, my face looks fuller. And when I get my left side, you can see like high cheekbones and my nose <laughs> looks cuter and my chin like sits nicer. And I, I mean, obviously, I'm, no one's perfectly symmetrical, but I definitely like feel the difference and people around me will, will kind of tell me that they definitely can't even tell which side I was talking about. That is so funny. I'm like, oh, you can tell. All like our harshest critic, for sure. Definitely. But I, I do agree, actually, with what you said before. I actually am much more shy without Dina. Dina's like my little supercharged, you know, hype man person. And she's so comfortable on camera that, you know, one-on-one, I'm fine. But when I'm with Dina, I feel like I could do anything. So when yeah. she's on camera doing her thing and she's at, like, if you see pictures of us, I'm always laughing and in movement. And Dina's very posed and very, like, you know, seducing the camera. Yeah. And it, like, gives me more confidence to be with someone so comfortable. So it does help with social media to have a little buddy with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. It makes it much more comfortable. You should redo your TikTok um earring idea but do it for reels on instagram idea with with your partner oh that's a really good idea i'm gonna see her i'm gonna see her soon that's a good idea she lives she lives across the country but i like that so besides brands that you're involved with literally do you have a favorite brand right now I mean, I love Love Shack Fancy. That's that what you're wearing right now? I'm wearing Love Shack Fancy in my hair. And I'm wearing the uh, Target Love Shack Fancy um, collab. I got one of those too. I still haven't worn it because it's just, I got one, the, like the long one with the, the blue one with the puffy sleeves. So I'm still like waiting on the right time to wear it. I wanted that. Everything sold out really quickly. I even had like an alarm in my phone. And I just, but I had things like in my bag that disappeared before I bought it because I kept going back for more. 
I know I had to go to the store for it and find it at like a random one. And then like, then like what do you, what always happens with that kind of stuff? Like I remember like with Alexander Wang for H and M, I was like there outside as I lived across the street at that point and I bought as much stuff as possible. And then I was like, mm, I really don't need any of this. So like you return a bunch of the stuff and with any of those collaborations, big tip is if you actually wait a week, then it starts restocking because people are sending their stuff back. Oh yeah, you know, we, um, Isabel Morand in H&M was many years ago, they did a collaboration and I literally made my mom take me and wait in front of the store before it opened and we went and I literally said, let's just buy a couple of every single piece that we can get and then we'll decide later what to do. And probably with that collection more than any other collection, I kept a lot. But I went back to return some pieces and all these pieces that had been sold out that I had wanted so bad were now back and some were uh -huh. like maybe a size up, but I just could get it resized. So it really worked out with me. And that's much what happened with this love shot because this is, I mean, the tag on the back says extra large. <laughs> but just a little retweaking and it was me perfect. <laughs> but I do think Love Shack is such a great brand and I'm really glad to see sort of the growth that they've had even because I think it, it's really like one of those small brands that could. It's really like everyone seems to know it. Everyone seems to love it. And it's not, I, I, I know people who work for the company. It's such a small little group of like women who are kind of amazing and they're just kind of really working hard to make this fabulous little company. Yeah. So we've kind of gone through some of my earlier questions from you in terms of brands and things you love and things you work with, but I would also love to know like are there any styles you're loving right now? So I like anything that's like a 60s or 70s vibe. I love like the big hoop earrings, I love the neck scarves, I love anything that's like a big flare. Um, yeah, I like anything that's like 70s style right now. And also, I, um, in the summers, and I've felt like this my entire life, in the summers, I also like to incorporate more of like a skater girl look. So I'm always wearing Vans. I'm, I'm my, my, the brands that I wear in the summer are, a lot of them are like Roxy, Volcom. I grew up between like in Philadelphia and we have a home um, on the Jersey Shore. So I always, like my favorite place to shop down there is the surf shop. Because really? I just feel like, yeah, because I can't wear that stuff in the winter here. So in the summer, I'm usually in like rock, yeah. It's all like the skater surf brands. There's one I like because, um, do you know Sincerely Jewels, the black? She did, I think it's Billabong. Oh, really? I love them, too. Yeah. Yeah, And she did this collaboration. So I didn't really know the brand until she had a link to it. The power of an influencer. And they yeah. have the cutest stuff. Yeah, it's just like surfer, cool, like laid back. I like that vibe for the summer. And, and just in terms of 70, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand Veronica Beard. But I love Veronica Beard. Their denim is my favorite. And they have the most amazing kind of high-waisted, flared out, denim that is great for petite figures that's good to know I always need to know like denim brands I just got to me because being petite it's really hard to find something that fits properly because I feel like all the styles with like the straight leg and the boyfriend jeans those are meant for like tall beanpole kind of girls that have like the height for it yeah I, I mean I almost I would say 
a third of my wardrobe has been recut and resized to fit the short petite person. <laughs> so I find it a real struggle with wide leg jeans with maxi skirts like the their version of the human that's wearing a maxi skirt is about two feet higher than I than I run. So <laughs> same here. <laughs> I totally understand that. But it does make me think when you think of brands that you love, like what kind of collaborations like do you have any dream collaborations that you would like to do? Oh, I mean, a, a Love Shack fancy one would be amazing. You know, like just something, what I love about them also, like I would want to do like some dresses, but um, I like, I, how am I trying to phrase this? Like I, my style obsession is a very like Marie Antoinette vibe. So okay, I like I it. Like, like that type of look and using those types of patterns for, have you seen the movie, the one with Kirsten Dunst, that version? I yeah, because I too am a Marie Antoinette fan. Like anything ruffled, beautiful, I know. like you know, necklaces with sort of the I forget the word the um like what's it called like an um um a cameo on it cameo necklaces yeah. and and gold and all these things. I I mean, she is just like she's <sighs> just so dreamy, and I think that's why I love love Shack Fancy so much is because they're I mean it's their social media and stuff, they, it's really about them shooting like a vibe and a feeling and a lifestyle. So that's why I love them so much. But there's this one scene. Um, I don't know if you remember it. She's like, I want to, I want something, um, that I can wear like in the gardens or whatever, like something that's more natural. And she comes out and she has like, you know, this like beautiful white dress. And dress. I, yes. Yeah. And that last year I was at a vintage store and I found this dress and it was white and it has like this really high collar and goes down and the sleeves are all laced and I actually wore it only one time like when I was in Paris in the fall I went to this like really fancy event for an interior designer um and I'm pretty sure that it's a vintage wedding dress but I was like I don't care this is I'm in Paris and this is how I will dress hey love me <laughs> with like the big first stole over it it was perfect oh my gosh, I bet you looked amazing <laughs> So I could I could see though a love shot collaboration. One of the things I actually really love about the brand, and I think it's actually been a really good marketing um tool for them is they've done a lot of collaborations themselves. Yeah. So I think like there's my top two would be Love Shack Fancy and Zimmerman because oh gosh yes I love Zimmerman too and I, I think both brands did do exactly what you said, which is great, which is like they're more than just selling a beautiful piece of clothing you see like a lifestyle and an idea and a sort of um a feeling it's almost like a perfume where you yeah. are capturing something that's more of an essence than just a piece of clothing and i really love the idea of getting to be a part of that especially brands that speak agree. to me i agree and um another brand that if they're not like one of my favorites anymore but i used to be obsessed and i still i still like their stuff um but wild fox to me oh, yeah. was the original Instagram not they're not an Instagram brand but the original brand who really pushed this sort of cool girl I don't give a shit I wake up like looking amazing in my cute sweatpants and I eat pizza for breakfast and I still look amazing <laughs> I always love their stuff too I'm like I want to be a wild fox girl like look at these chicks they're never wearing pants they're in like booty shorts, high knee socks and oversized sweatshirts. And they look cool, even with like makeup under their eyes. And so like that was my vibe before. Like when I was in my my like mid 20s, I was like, this is me. I am the badass wild fox girl. And I will sleep all day and eat 
moon dust for dinner. You know what I mean? They're like, it's like a fun, like, vibe. But I still think they're actually a brand I really admire. Okay, so they're way too cool for me. They're a brand that I would that I look at and I'm like, those girls wouldn't like me. <laughs> but I did always love them in terms of exactly what you said, the marketing of it. I really thought like they took over Instagram. People who like me could like not necessarily would be those girls, like wanted to be those girls and wanted to like be a part of that kind of feeling and just wanted to wake up like so effortlessly chic yeah. and you know roll out of bed with perfectly messy hair and like yeah. like yeah, well for like a boy to come see them and be like you're so hot even though you've done nothing and like you're so exactly. cool they sell like I mean they sell this like you and your friend like you want that to be you and your crew mm-hmm. like your your squad yes exactly I love it I agree so much but it's very interesting because I feel the fashion industry is really changing a lot I know like COVID has had so many ways that it's affected people and on, you know, there are more serious ways, but one of the effects definitely has been the way it's affected the fashion industry. And I think, you know, for me, I have, I feel like I'm seeing certain changes. I'm reading about certain changes. How have you coming from your perspective? Have you seen any changes and how do you feel like it's heading? So I think as a whole, I think the fashion industry is going to head into a more sustainable direction. You're already seeing it. And when you read about it, first of all, a lot of the fast fashion places, they're closing a lot of their shops. Um, And I think that because of COVID, people are kind of taking a step back and saying like, first of all, a lot of the brands haven't really come out with new lines. They're not going to because they kind of stopped production. People aren't shopping as much, but I do think that, um, things that people are going to be purchasing are going to be less trendy. And what I'm finding, even with the jewelry, since like stores started opening back up in the past month or two, people are buying luxury pieces right now. And I'm, I'm not saying, unfortunately, fortunately, there are people that are able to shop, but I think that it's a lot of it is you're going to see a very big, a very big difference between how people are spending. I mean, the people who are financially not as affected are going to keep, shopping the way that they were, but I
I totally agree. I knew that you only had like a certain amount of time. So I was being very conscious of the clock. And yeah. trying to, like, I was like, because I could have talked to you about everything and, like for so much longer. You're just such a pleasure to spend time with. So I just want to thank you again for being with us. And I'd like you to just tell our followers where they could find you across social media, your website. Just give them a little detail so they can find you. Absolutely. So my um, Instagram handle is Arielle Pesh, A-R-I-E-L-P-E-C-H-E. Pesh is peach in French. Um, and then the website that's being built out right now where you'll be able to shop is peshproduce.com. But if you follow me on Instagram at Arielle Pesh, you'll be able to see links to everything. So that's kind of the best way to see it all in one spot. Amazing, and I highly recommend everyone go and follow Ariel if you do not. And also, please search all those links. Every single one will bring you to new and great things. And I thank you again so much for your time and send you gros bisous now that I know you speak French. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to follow us across our platforms you can find us on instagram and tiktok at stylishly solomon solomon spelled with all o's s-o-l-o-m-o-n and also on our instagram you can find links in the bio to follow us on amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns if you like this podcast please subscribe rate and leave a comment we always love to hear your feedback we thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support